Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consulting, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody. Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. show have a great show for you this week uh we're joined by jason cole tony williams but the guest i really want to talk to the most is my man online right now because he's the cowboy insider one of five <laughs> fan in dallas i'm a cowboy fan he gives my information on, on that i give you guys on the show mike fisher on the boss man show mike gonna have him on the show man it's an honor and a privilege i love your work man you you help my mic make me my life easier man Still these cowboy fans here in atl man well, it's uh, it's my pleasure, my friend. Of course, it's sometimes my pain too because uh, the, of the Cowboys' penchant for turning uh, entertainment into fake news, and a lot of that happened uh, here on Thursday. Of course, here at the Star and Crystal. Yes, sir, Mike. And and as we talk about it, Jerry Poppins. I love that term you gave him because it's so hilarious. The radio Jerry, <laughs> the media Jerry versus the real Jerry, saying that Romo's going to play for four or five years, and he has a vision scenario where he won't be on the roster next year. When it's obvious to anybody with two eyeballs and a, and a normal half of a brain that with Dak being the quarterback, you will not carry Romo at that cap number on the roster next year. He'll probably be traded or cut, depending on how they want to. Massage the cap to and let Dak run the show without Romo around next year. Yeah, and of course, I, 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 and I've known Jerry for 26 years, and we have a really good relationship and a, and a friendly relationship. 
but I, I called him Jerry Poppins a few years ago, and it's kind of stuck because uh, sometimes he he wants to give you information and shove down the bad news down your throat with a spoonful of sugar. So he's Jerry Poppins. But you're right. He's also football Jerry and GM Jerry and uh, P.T. Barnum Jerry, and, and there's a lot of different hats that he wears. And, and today he put on a Romo-related hat, uh, and, and he said about Romo, he said, this is not a goodbye. That Romo's very emotional speech on Tuesday, this is not a goodbye. And had my friend Jerry just stopped right there, it would have been a really effective way to put a cherry on top of Romo's situation. But instead, Jerry talked in superlatives and hyperbole, and the next thing you know, we got Romo's going to win Super Bowls and play five more years, and, and that's when it became Jerry Poppins. And a really smart cowboy follower, viewer, listener, and I know I we can include you on that list, you learn to understand when Jerry's being football Jerry, when he's being GM Jerry, and when he's being Jerry Poppins. And in the case of Romo, this was one of the Jerry Poppinses. Exactly. I, I just, Mike, when I heard it today, and I read your timeline, and I heard it, you guys talk about it on the fan today, I was just like, yep, he made me and Mike's interview way better today. Thank God for Jerry Poppins. <laughs> a great segment today. Right. And again, and and, uh, and and people can take this as a defensive Jerry if they want to. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not insulting him. I'm or making fun of him. I'm, I, my, my one of my rules here, one of my jobs here, is to help people understand how to translate Jerry Jones. And and so, you know, if if you know what to listen for, and you know how to separate, then we won't write news stories saying. Tony Romo's going to play five more years. We won't. We won't take it that seriously. We'll understand that it's it's just it's just Jerry talking for fun. That the the news in there was that Tony Romo's not saying goodbye to the Cowboys yet. And then beyond that, it wasn't news anymore. It was just goofy. Exactly. And I've been getting a lot of tweets, Mike, and a lot of texts about. Rob McClain, I've shared what you said multiple times that he will not be back in Dallas based on reports you've reported at the fan, because I listen to the fish reports every day, so I knew this, but fans still ask me all the time, JR, is, is Roe coming back? Is he going to be, we need him out there with Durant? You know, I'm like, no, he's, he won't be back. The guy's on lean. <laughs> he loves lean more than he loves football, pretty much. Yeah, he, he is eligible as soon as the Cowboy Raven game is over. He's eligible. His 10 weeks are done on his drug suspension. Um, and so Jerry talked really, uh, really pleasantly about Lana McClain's potential football future here. But, but wisely stopped short of saying we're handing him number 55 on Monday um, for a lot of reasons. I don't think Jerry's accurate when he says Lana McClain is in shape. I, 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 there's, that's almost impossible. Um, uh, it's, it's not accurate when people say he's spending all his time in Alabama with his children. That's, that sounds lovely, but that's not, but I know that's not true. Um, his devotion to the football team and to football in general is not there. The, the reason that Jerry Jones said pleasant things. And if you go read CowboysHQ.com, uh, and by the way, I, I know you probably have a lot of college football fans in your audience. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we do this in conjunction with scout.com and, so there's a subscription 
aspect to what we do. And, and for about 10 cents a day, if you're interested in the Cowboys or University of Georgia or Alabama or the Atlanta Falcons or the Tennessee Titans, it's all there for 10 cents. And, uh, and, and I break down in my Jerry Jones story, and again, this is somebody that, that uh, I've known very well for 26 years, I break down why he really said these things about Romo and about Roe. And in the case of Rolanda McLean, uh, there, there's, there's a legal concept called uh, the, the clean hands and dirty hands. And uh, some lawyer in your audience will call in now and say, that's not what it's called, but I'm close. <laughs> the, the, you know, kind of the rule of clean hands. And, and when I'm a judge and I've got a, I've got a defendant over here and I've got you over there, and you're accusing him of doing something wrong. If you can show me that you've got clean hands, then that, that you didn't do anything wrong too, then I, I'm, I'm, I'm more persuaded by your argument. Well, the Cowboys are trying to have clean hands on Rolanda McClain. They're trying to make it really clear. They've never said anything disparaging about him. They didn't make him retire. They didn't send him home. So at some point, not in my opinion, not that they can get him to come back to Dallas, but they can get some of his money that they spent on him refunded against the cap to Dallas. And I'll add this to you, uh, and, I, and I'll say this allegedly so your show doesn't get sued, okay? Okay. I, 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 Rolando McClain could be out of the drug program. Now, he's a purple drank guy, as I know you know. Uh, he could be out of the drug program Monday morning at 6 a.m. and be back in it at 6.01, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean, Mike. I sure do. And, and we're not, and we're not. You're not handing the keys to the Cowboys' potential Super Bowl defense to somebody who might get unsuspended at 6:01 and then get resuspended at 6:02. Once again, I know you know what I mean. Exactly, folks. <laughs> Mike Fisher, Cowboy Insider, here on the Boss Man Show, breaking it out. One five three, the fan in Dallas. Check him out. Now, Mike, we had on Javon. Hey. A previous segment, he talked about Rob Marinelli and, and Rick Basaccia, how great of men they are inspiring their, their troops, and how Marinelli, he knew they was going to be okay because Rod can inspire. He played for him in Tampa, in Richmond, in Tampa, so he knew how those guys could get guys to play together. So I'll talk a little bit about Rod's job with the defense this year and Rich as well, how Rich has those special teams guys playing real well this year, man. Well, uh, Rich Basaccia keeps a pretty low profile. I, what I know in my discussions with him, he'd like to be a head college football coach someday. And, uh, and I think, I think he's perfect for that. One thing about special team coaches in the NFL, you've got to be able to deal with the rich guys and the poor guys and the black guys and the white guys and the fast guys and the slow guys and the, the backup centers and the linebackers and the wide receivers. You got, you have to deal with all those personalities and Versace does that very well. In the case of Rod Marinelli, he part of his brilliance, he's such an inspirational guy, uh, having been in Vietnam. And so he's a drill sergeant guy, but he also loves you. And so he'll use the cussingest words at you while he's hugging you. And it's certainly working for this defense that is undermanned. I, I do have my concerns now going forward. The Cowboys have played a lot of, you know, three down linemen, rush three, drop eight. Eight guys in coverage. And that's really that's unorthodox, but it's worked. The problem now is Mo Claiborne's out, Barry Church out, 
and Orlando Scandrick's not right. And so the next thing you know, I don't have eight good guys to put in coverage. I'm a little bit concerned about that for Dallas going forward. And that's why I want to turn over to the, to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I think Dak and Dez are starting to get more of a connection now, Mike. I feel like this Pittsburgh game showed that Dak and Dez are working out of practice. Dez has been a participant in practice now. helps them get that chemistry going, get that deep ball going. And Terrence Williams underneath. Jason Wooden, of course, he's going to do what he do. That officer out in the middle of the field. Zeke's running the ball. Getting Zeke involved in the passing game now. That this offense has all these weapons and that can control that clock and save the defense from being out there with whether McFadden or Anthony Brown, who's a young guy, or Jeff Heath out there as well. Well, I think it's the best offense in football. Uh, the offensive line is the main reason. People get mad at me when I point out that that Dak Prescott, as as clutch and as terrific as he's been, isn't the best quarterback on this team in a vacuum. There's there's plays that that Dak isn't seeing yet. That you know it takes ten years in the NFL to get, and Dak's not there yet. Um, he'll get there, and 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 clutch makes up for a lot. And hot hand theory is what they're playing here. And listen, and you know this because you follow me and follow our work. I, I'm I'm pretty close with Des Bryant, and I'm telling I'd, I'd love to tell the world that the Des Bryant that you think exists doesn't exist. This is a high quality, uh, highly emotional, high quality, uh, absolutely beloved in that locker room cowboy who is one of the century men of the locker room. And by the words, you can't walk in that room without him seeing you. And when he sees you, you get a hug, you get a smile, uh, you get a whistle, you get a hoot. He'll, he'll, he'll do a major look game to everything. I'm talking about media trainers, offensive, defensive. Uh, Des Bryant is the emotional glue of this football team. And so when you point out, you know, Dak getting a, a certain vibe with Des and all the rest, Hey, listen, if, if Des Bryant is, and getting there with him or if Des Bryant in any way, if he's your problem, then your football team doesn't have very many problems. Exactly. We, hey, Mike, and I must say, man, I felt bad for Des because I lost my mother and my father. And I had to deal with this two years ago. So I felt my heart felt for Des. At least Des didn't get – I got fired when my mother died, okay? Mike, my mother died, I got fired the next day. Which is horrible, you know. And that's radio for you, right? So I, I don't know how he yeah. could, he could, he could play after that happened. Because I, I couldn't go on the radio after my mother passed away. So to him, that go out there and play the game he played and do that for his dad, man, it shows who Dez really is. And I love your video with Dez after the Cleveland game when he was so calm and with the hoodie suit. I mean, how he just loves you, fish. Like he, he really, he really have his back. He, he shows you that love and support. And what? And, and, I, and then you got guys like Skip Clueless over there. And scream when they was going to tear the man down all the time. Well, my, you know, it's it, it's easy to to tear people down from afar, but but my rule is, you know, I've never been in the Boston Bruins locker room, so mm-hmm. I don't pretend that I've been there. I don't I don't talk about what it's like or who's good or who's bad. I've never been there, and the, the, the Skip Baylissization of sports media coverage, which has caused everybody to think, hey. If I just rip people, especially as a contrarian, maybe I can make $6 million a year. Um, that's good for some people's pocketbooks, but it's, it's bad for journalism. Uh, it's bad for honesty, and it's bad for 
conscience. I don't know how those people sleep at night. They sleep rich, but if they have a conscience, they don't sleep well. You're right about that, Mike. And, Mike, I must tell you, man, I have you in line. You know, I love last, well, earlier this year when you did a Stephen A. Presentation, after he talked about Eric Spolstra and Jason Garrett, how you did Eric Spolstra, a, a Filipino <laughs> man. <laughs> that was so hilarious, man. I kept playing it over and over again. It was so funny how you were so spot on, like, for real. Like, you know, like, see, you know, I, I'm a Dominican and black guy, so I'm like, Dude, really? I think I was about race with you, dude. Like for real? It's always about that. And he talked about Jason Garrett. He was did that. I like, I tell you, I laughed about a week off there. I kept playing all over the studio. It's like, what's wrong with you, Jr.? That was some funny stuff. Well, just, <laughs> you know. well, we, you know, we we do have fun with it. And and uh, I'm on Twitter at Fish Sports. And uh, obviously, a lot of it is Cowboy and Mavericks, but we have some general fun there too. And then. Uh, if, if you're a basketball fan or a football fan, come check out CowboysHQ.com and also DallasBasketball.com. And, uh, and we, we, we do it nothing like Skip Bayless does it, which means we do it right. <laughs> and, Mike, before you go, man, what is your fondest moment of the Georgia Dome? Is at least this year's last year of the Dome. It's going to be gone after this year. What's your fondest memory of the Georgia Dome, which we love so much here in the ATL? Oh, boy. Uh, I, I guess. I'd go to the Cowboys' second Super Bowl, right? Uh, the '93 mm-hmm. team, am I right? Yes, sir. Okay, and that week, uh, Eric Williams stayed out late on a Wednesday. The the great offensive lineman, who um, obviously had had an issue with a drunken driving incident that changed his career and almost ended his life. Uh, but, but boy, he was a terrific player. And he and some other guys had stayed out late on a Wednesday. And Jimmy Johnson got him in a room at the hotel. And instead of disciplining them, um, tried to make them see how, you know, this was a big week, but it was just a normal week. So, so don't act like, don't go crazy any more than you would go crazy at home. And don't get nervous any more than you get nervous at home. And he took a two-by-four, you know, six-feet-long two-by-four, and he put it up on the stage in this ballroom at the team hotel. And he walked across the two-by-four, you know, one foot in front of the other. He goes, you see how easy that is? And everybody goes, oh, yeah, of course it's easy. It's just a two-by-four. It's on the ground. He said, it's the same walk if it's a 1,000 feet in the air. It's the same two-by-four. It's the same walk. So... Don't do too much partying or too much nervousness or too much anything because we're at the Super Bowl. It's the same two-by-four whether it's on the ground or a 1,000 feet in the air. And when the players told me that story, I felt really good about the Cowboys winning that game, which took a minute. It took the Cowboys a minute to win that Super Bowl, uh, but they, they eventually got there in large part because of Jimmy Johnson's incredible leadership. Uh, hey, Mike, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, Mike. And I, t- I tell my fans, listen to you all the time on one three five three the fan and Cowboys HQ. I love your work, man. You've been a great to have you on the show. We got to do this again real soon, man. I, I really enjoy well, it myself. We'll do it again, brother. Thank you. All right, Mike, folks. Mike Fisher here on the Boss Man Show. Plenty to Jason Cole after the break. <laughs> Thank you. 
Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com. Consulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. On Dr. Fifty the fan in Dallas, they were joined by British Report Jason Cole on the show. Jason, long time no speak, man. What's up with you, brother? Oh, everything's great. What's going on? Hey, man, I just want to talk to you about this NFL, man. We got all these great things going on. I want to start off with the Raiders, man. I feel like the Raiders are back, man. They can really can't, can't compete in this AFC race out here with New England, man. So, what's your feeling about the Raiders' man, resurgence, and can they really compete with the Patriots, man? Well, I'd say I really like Derek Carr, and he's taking a huge step forward this year, which I, you know, I was wondering about, and I thought that he that was the key to their whole season was was Derek Carr going to be that great quarterback that some people were seeing in the first two years. He's made that leap, and you combine that with two really great receivers, you know, Cooper and Crabtree, and along with an offensive line that's playing so well, a good running back and Murray, you got an explosive offense. There's no question about that. They are special on offense. The question to me is, are they special on defense? And I haven't quite seen it yet. I saw a really good game against Denver. 
I've seen some moments. I also saw some games like against Atlanta, against New Orleans, where they got lit up. And that worries me. So when you talk about going and taking on the Patriots, especially if you have to go to New England, which I think is what they're ultimately going to have to do if they're going to win the playoffs, um, I would heavily side with New England in that game. But the Raiders are interesting. I, I will say that. And I wouldn't be shocked if they went to New England and won. But I'd be slightly surprised. Now, Jason, a lot of people early on doubted Rich McKenzie and what he was trying to do out there in Oakland. Is he, do you feel like he's vindicated now and, and, and how he took it all the way down to its bare core to build it back up and now getting the right guy with Jack Del Rio now to actually have a foundation for the future for the Raiders going forward? Yeah, I mean, Reggie's done a terrific job. I mean, he's hit on, you know, some big picks here. I mean, the Cooper pick, huge hit. Um, Derek Carr, huge hit. Khalil Mack, huge hit which makes up for the fact that, you know, he missed on DJ Hayden. Okay, that happens. But um, he's had some, you know, some star picks. You know, the free agent moves that they've had getting Crabtree. You know, we'll see about Jihad Ward, their second-round pick this year. The, the They took the, the safety in the first round this year. He's played pretty well. Again, I want to see what the defense does, but I think Reggie's, you know, after some criticism his first couple of years, which I thought was unfair because, well, they just didn't have a lot of draft picks, so he had to kind of remake the team from scratch. You know, after those first couple of years, Reggie's done a really good job. And look, when you're right on the quarterback, that solves a lot of evils. <laughs> you're right about that, Jason. There's some cold here on the Boss Man Show. Now, Jason, in the AFC, I love the Dolphins' resurgence with Jay Ajahi running the ball, man, and Adam Gase is a smart guy. And Stephen Ross came out and said that he got the right guy in Adam Gase. Do you feel that way about Coach Gason, do you think that the Dolphins could be a dark horse, a wild card pick if one of the AFC West teams were to maybe fall off a little bit there? Yeah, I mean, look, if you see Denver or Kansas, I mean, any of those three teams, you know, you know, fall, then I think the Dolphins are in that discussion about one of those teams that could jump up there. I don't see any team out of the AFC North. And Look, Tennessee and Houston, maybe Tennessee makes it interesting, but the Dolphins are, you know, half game up basically. They're five and four and Tennessee is, you know, five and five. So the Dolphins have a little bit of an advantage there. So I say that you're talking about the Dolphins being basically the seventh or eighth best team in the AFC right now. And if they can get some help, they can maybe leapfrog into being the sixth, maybe even the fifth if two teams in the West fall, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the West, the, the three top teams in the AFC West, I think they're all going to hold serve, and at least all three of them are going to win 10 games. Now, Jason, I must admit to you, I am shocked about the Tennessee Titans. You know, I knew Mike Malarkey when he was with the Falcons, he was with the Falcons as well. I knew Terry Rubisky was with the Falcons, but I am shocked those guys are winning games in Tennessee because they've been so bad for so long. But Mariota and DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry are proving to be a formidable – battery with the smash mouth is like smash who wants to run into the sea but the defense they, they, they will blow doing just enough not, not to get blown out but they can't cover which i didn't steal jason the middle field is always wide open so are you liking what michael rock is doing with the tides do you feel like he's the, the long-term solution there in tennessee after they could have got a huge Jackson maybe or some other hot coordinator but they stuck with mike malarkey and they kept him as took the arm off off his tag so how you like about what the Titans are doing so far jason well i like the i like two things number one the fact that they built an offensive line that's incredibly tough. I mean, the, the first round pick of Jack Conklin was a great pick. That that kid's come in and played. I mean, he might be one of the best offensive tackles, rookies or veterans, in the league right now. 
combine him with Taylor Lewan. Or on the other side, you've got you know nice bookends, a big tough line, throwing those running backs. You've got a great power scheme, which is a great complement to the skills of Marcus Mariota because they kept Marcus Mariota from being in a lot of high pressure situations, like third and long situations. He kept it so that he can, you know, they can run when they're inside the twenty. They have a real threat to run inside the twenty, a real running game, you know, when they're in the red zone. I think that that provides a lot of opportunities for the talents of Marcus Mariota. And what we've seen is, and I, I've always said this about Marcus Mariota, whatever he's going to be, and I don't know if that's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, I don't know if that's going to be a very good quarterback, I don't know if that's going to be an average quarterback. But whatever he is going to be, whatever his talent allows, he's going to get there because he has the mental makeup to get there. And I like that about Marcus Mariota, and I think we're seeing it very quickly. He just needed to dump that mustache. <laughs> yeah, that that mustache is kind of creepy. I would definitely agree. Speaking of that same game, Green Bay getting giving up that many points to Tennessee, and Aaron Rodgers and the team not having injured on the sidelines, Mike McCarthy stifling in the media. Is it can say a point where it's ten years for Mike McCarthy and Green Bay, and his his voice got stale there, or was just that? Ted Thompson has given him enough talent on defense and offense kind of took a step back, and therefore the team is now not playing as well as they expected to play. Look, I think it's really plain to anybody who can see that there's tension there. And Aaron Rodgers can deny it always once, but when he's complaining about the energy level on the sideline, that's a swipe at the head coach. Uh, the head coach has privately sniped about the – the player acquisitions that they're not spending enough, enough in free agency. That's a swipe at Ted Thompson. A lot of people in the public are looking at Aaron Rodgers, going, "Well, maybe you, you know, time has passed you by." That's a swipe at Aaron Rodgers. So you got people swiping at each other all over the place within this organization and even outside the organization. So all I would say is I see some issues with the Green Bay team. I will say this: the solutions there. When you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best quarterback in the league, you can solve a lot of problems very quickly. You're right about that. And they played in the division in the NFC North where Detroit, who started off as 1-3, is now 5-4 and four now. Under Jim Caldwell, I thought he was going to get fired at the rate he was going. Minnesota started off hot, and they're fading away. So Green Bay is still in, in the race, in the hunt. So do you feel like that they can rally around and, hey, get a couple of wins here, that we can be right back in it, that we can save our season and maybe put a Band-Aid on all the tension that's up there in Wisconsin? I'll say this. I, I have been saying for weeks I thought they would, but there's a point at which when the team doesn't, that you have to sit there and go, they are what they are. And I'm really close to that point. Now, again, I, I don't want to doubt any team that has Aaron Rodgers, but they're not playing good football overall. And until they start playing good football, you know, I'm going to have to say this is a team that's going to have a really hard time making the playoffs. The only thing that's helping them is, yes, Vikings are falling apart. They've got injuries everywhere on, on that offensive line and other places. And Detroit is still Detroit, not a team that I trust. But talented, but not a team that I trust. Exactly. Now, do you have any buzz about why North Turner actually stepped down? Was that tension between him and Pat Shermer, maybe? Or is anything you're hearing about why he actually resigned from the Vikings? Well, I think it's been pretty plainly stated that he had disagreements with Mike Zimmer, the head coach, 
about the philosophy of how they were going to play offense. Now, what the specifics are, I don't know. But if you know Norv Turner, he's a vertical passing game guy. He's straight out of that Sid Gilman, Joe Gibbs line of coaches who they want they want to run it hard and they want to throw it deep. Well, it's hard to run run it hard when you got you know probably two healthy offensive linemen and you got and you get some serious problems along the line. You're, and then you lose Adrian Peterson. You know, you put all those things together, it's going to be difficult to run the game plan that you want to run. So, you know, and and on top of that, you have a hurt quarterback. So you've got, you know, you got to bring in Sam Bradford and and bring him along. I think it really makes it difficult to run run the kind of offense that they want to run. And this is the problem that you end up with. Exactly. I totally agree with you here, Jason. And speaking of another team that has a little bit of a issue, what are the issues? A good thing to have Dallas Cowboys have two quarterbacks now. Well, I've seen you report all along how it was unlikely that they doesn't go back to Tony Romo with Dak winning the way he's winning. Now, do you see a scenario? Jerry said they thought that I believe Jerry is in reality, can they really keep him next year? Will he actually accept being there next year in your mind? Or will he be in New York or Denver or somewhere else next year? Look, if Dak finishes out this year and takes him deep into the playoffs and does all the things that people are thinking that Dak is going to do at this point in time because he's done such an amazing job. I mean, look, I fully expect at some point he's going to play like a rookie, but he hasn't yet. And so I understand why they're continuing to start him, and it's really starting to look more and more like a Tom Brady type of season. You know, that first season when Tom Brady took over and they ended up in the Super Bowl, it's looking like that kind of year in in Dallas. So if it continues like that, I mean, Roma's not winning that job back. Uh, you know, there there'd be no reason to put him back there. They're much better off if they if they trade him at that point and get something for him while they can. And furthermore, I don't think Roman's going to want to come back to that. I think he just he would tell them, "You got to let me go. Let me go somewhere where I can play." Especially, he played the role of good soldier here. He got out of the way. He came out and made a public statement about you know supporting Dak Prescott and supporting this situation. You need to play. You know, you need to play fair with a guy when he lays down the sword like that and plays the role of good teammate. You owe him the courtesy of saying, okay, Tony, we know what's happening here. We will let you go somewhere else so you can finish your career out. That would be a, a great thing to do with Jerry, do a favor for him. For him cause I'll see oh, it'll be a great thing. For, it'll be a great thing for the Cowboys, too. Don't, trust me. They, oh, yeah. they'll, get a, they'll get a pretty penny for Romo. So let's, let's, let's yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not doing something completely out of the goodness of their heart. Exactly. And Jason, sticking here with Atlanta Falcons, uh, I, I'm fearing, Jason, that the Falcons slide's coming, man. That, you know, losing Philadelphia, the Falcons are the same old Falcons, they're front running. And, you know, you got New Orleans who wins against Carolina, there's one game behind them. If Carolina wins, they're two games behind the Falcons. So, that NFC South, do you think this is going to get interesting down the stretch here? Or do we think the, that the Falcons can hold on to that lead and get in the playoffs and get, get a home game this year? Look, I think they're going to win this division because they're the closest thing there is to a complete team in the South, and there's not a lot of teams I mean, that are in that division that scare you. Okay, but Atlanta has the best combination. Uh, you know, they're great on offense; they can score like crazy. They've got the most dominant non-quarterback I think in the entire league with Julio Jones. So they have all the ingredients 
to be a team that wins 10 or 11 games, which is an, a big step forward from last year when they were 8-8. Eight and eight. And look, I thought they were an 8-8 eight eight team all along last year. They just happened to win the games in a different order than most people expect. It wasn't that win-one, lose-one, win-one, lose-one scenario of a typical 8-8 eight eight team. It was win five in a row or get off to a 5-1 start, lose a bunch, and then muddle your way through the end. This year, I think, again, they're going to be a little bit better, a little bit more consistent, but they still got holes on defense. I mean, they're not a perfect team. I mean, Keanu Neal's a nice addition. You know, True, True Font's a great player. Beasley's starting to show up more and more. But it's not, you know, they're not just going out there and saying, okay, well, we're going to rough people up. That's not, that's not the Falcons right now. So, no, to me, they're a team that wins that probably wins 10, maybe 11 games, and that should be good enough to win that division and get a home game. And find one for you, Jason. This is kind of a question for my listeners in, in Valdosta down in Savannah who support the Jaguars. What coach is on the hot seat, per se, and do you see Gus Bradley returning to Jacksonville anytime next year or will he be done off that this year? I'll be shocked if Gus is back. I mean, come on. Yeah, you can you can only go so far with you yeah. know with underperforming. Uh, and Gus was a good. I think Gus was a really good coach for the transition of that team. But there are there are such things as transition coaches, and there are such guys as closers. And he's not a closer, and that's just the unfortunate part for Gus Bradley. He's probably a really great defensive coordinator, and he's probably a really great guy to have on a young team when you're turning around. But he doesn't know how to. To, you know, really get those guys' attention and make them play as hard as they should. Because look, that Jacksonville roster—that's an awfully good roster. It really, it really is. There's, there's way more talent there than they have performed to. You're right about that. And I watched them quit in Tennessee on Thursday night football. I was at the game, and in the principal I was always talking about how these guys have quit on him in the first half. Like they was trying to get the guy fired almost in that first half of Tennessee. I was like, oh my god! So. Trust me, I, I think he's gone. But my listeners in South Georgia always ask me about Gus Bradley and the Jaguars, so I wanted to do them a service by asking you about it tonight, Jason. Well, Jason, as always, man, I appreciate your time, man. You're a great guest. I love your car, car, our convos, man. I'll do it again real soon, brother. No problem. Be good. Thanks. Take care. Uh, thank, all right, now, Jason Cole and the Boston Show, people. More show after the break. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com 
or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. And baby, we don't need a bed, no Don't need a master room, don't need to set the mood She like, yeah, 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 yeah One touch, one touch, she gon' give me all the love She's ready, so ready, she ready, so I'm ready I feel it coming on strong, it's so heavy Folks, back here on the Boss Man Show Let's talk to Mike Fisher, Cowboys Insider, one of the fan it's some cold butcher report, but now we're going back old school to Boston Man. So if y'all know about the show in 2014, 13, the old Boston Bone Show segments, but we got it right here again for you. You know who it is, my man Tony T Bone Williams from New York. Bone, what is good, man? Man, everything is still good, man. I missed the bone. I missed the Boston Bone Show, man. That's good stuff. <laughs> hey, we got to do it again, man. We got to find skills and wise around kids and work. We got to make that happen, man, for real. That was some good stuff. Yes, like sir, that. indeed. <laughs> that, was good, that was good entertainment. That was good radio for you people right there. Y'all know that. Man, talk to me about these Jets, man. I mean, losing to the Rams, 9-6, to six, for real. Kicking um, the, kickers missing yeah. the points. Man, what is going on in Jetland, my man? It's an utter disaster. Uh, it's 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 ugly, man. I I can't express how ugly it is. The fact that it's how they lose games now. Uh, I understand the earlier part of the season when they lost six games because of that tough schedule, but now they're playing these these crumb bums. They're playing the Dolphins and they're playing the Rams, and they still can't find a way to win. It, it's ugly up here. And and, and is. Fitzpatrick getting in role mode in an indirect, low-key manner with <laughs> Bryce Petty <laughs> and maybe Hackenberg on his red shirt year, maybe with Geno on the shelf with an ACL that he didn't think, that he didn't think was torn. Yeah, I, I'm just going to say that as far as Fitzpatrick goes, God bless his agent uh, for getting him that $12 million for a one-year deal. And he's, he's right now just stealing money. And it's a shame because of what they had with him last year, it's in a totally different guy. Uh, so it, it's a night and day as far as what they had last year with Fitzpatrick and on this year. It's almost as if he was Cinderella and the, and the clock's from midnight. You're right about that. I mean, this guy looks like total trash. I mean, 
I'm like, <laughs> like when Cody Kessler shows me more talent than you, that's that's bad, you know. <laughs> For real? Hey, hey, I I know you're not lying about that. I mean, Achille Kessler, who, who who's a rookie and a low round pick, and this kid is actually you know he looks okay. Because Patrick has never looked okay since day one of coming back to the Jets, and it's a shame that Gino tore his ACL on the very first start of his season, and, and they put back this Patrick because they really had an out. Because Patrick was playing terribly for the first part of the season. And they thought maybe Gino would come in and give him a spark, and and, and he played well for that first half of his uh, of the season of the of that game until he tore his ACL. And now that he's out, and Fitzpatrick is, is back in the mix, it's just been a terrible sequence for the Jets this season. But the Jets have good running backs with Powell and Forte is showing a little something left in the tank. I mean, couldn't they go where they run the ball and, and defend? I guess that's what they did on Sunday. I guess. But it's like it seemed like Fitzpatrick threw, threw them out of games almost. I hate to keep hopping on the guy, but it's like he he has cost them their season by, by his poor play and his penchant to want to be a gunslinger when he's not really a gunslinger. He's just a average quarterback who should take what's in front of him and not try to think he's more than what he really is. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he 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 is who he thought he was all his career. He's always been a journeyman type quarterback. He's never been a franchise type guy. But they gave him $12 million this year to, to almost save their, their campaign and has not worked out. And the fact that they can't get the running game going consistently is mainly because of the offensive line has been has been in tatters. Uh, they've had injuries up and down the O-line all year. I mean, even a guy like, I mean, a guy like uh, uh, Nick Mangold, who's, one, who's a former all-pro center, he hasn't played in weeks. They lost Clady to IR, and they had the kid go. When they'll puff for the first six, six, six games of the season, there's just been all kinds of chaos on the O line. So the fact that they, they can't do ground and pound because they can't block anybody, you know, they do have Powell and Forte who are excellent uh, running backs. They can't get them going because because they have no one to block with them. Exactly. And speaking of quarterbacks, uh, my quarter the the story that me discussed earlier this year, Romo and Dak, it came to pass that same night, and now Dak is the quarterback in Dallas, and Romo's the backup. So, in my infinite wisdom of the boss man crystal ball, I see where Romo is starting in New York, and Fitzpatrick is backing up in Dallas. Does that seem like a scenario that 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 could work in in reality? That's a theory, but in reality as well. Well, I mean, it's always possible because, you know, uh, I, I know even Jerry Jones said, I think, today that he doesn't foresee any any other team for, for for Romo other than Dallas. That's probably so he can drive up the asking price for a trade in the offseason. Uh, but, I mean, it's possible. I mean, I think Romo would be a great fit anywhere. I'm a Romo, I'm a Romo fan. I supported that guy for his whole career. I love Romo. And as a former Giants beat writer, I got a lot of flack for that from, from Giants fans because I always – I always pumped up Romo, but I'm a big fan of the guy. I mean, if he's healthy, he is still a top flight quarterback, and he is a huge market advantage uh, over uh, over a Fitzpatrick or a Petty or Hackenberg. So, if if the Jets are interested in winning next year, I would definitely call a fielder to the Cowboys and see what it takes to get Romo over there. I think that wherever Tony Romo ends up will set the quarterback carousel going. He's the main piece of that, of that pie. Wherever Romo lands, then everybody has to fall in line besides that because I feel like Jay Cutler's out, out in Chicago. Palmer may retire. He's regressing Arizona, so that's an opening there possibly. You got 
if Chip Kelly gets fired in San Francisco, that's an opening there if maybe. You know, so I feel like wherever Romo goes dictates where the quarterback market falls from there. How do you feel about that, brother? Oh, absolutely. He is the first and largest domino for, for the offseason next year for, for quarterbacks. you got to figure uh, two of the worst teams in, in the uh, upcoming draft, probably you know, the Bears and Niners probably up there, you know, and, and, and they'll have the options of the Kaiser from, from Notre Dame or Watson from Clemson. But after that, uh, it, it's all it's all about Romo, and I, I think you know, and wherever he goes, I think it's just a tone for for the market. Uh, so if I'm the Jets, I'm going to make sure that I try to get a, a very good offer out there, uh, a, a very good package, you know, because if Dallas shops him around, it's going to be a bidding war for, 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 for Tony. I think that Philadelphia Bradford trade, Joel drove up the Romo price. If you got a first and a fourth for Sam Bradford, what do you get for Tony Romo? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, who's miles better than Sam Bradford? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, the price could be high. And I know Jerry said that he sees Tony and Dallas. Like I said, that that's probably posturing. Jerry's a great business that's, that's, that's Jerry that's Poppins. That's posturing. That's, that's Jerry Poppins. <laughs> that's what we term that. That's yes. being Jerry Poppins. That's <laughs> true. That's, that's a good one because he does like to talk. <laughs> exactly. And let's talk about the Giants. Like, I said, people, as you all know, I only like one Giant player, <laughs> which is my best friend, my best friend DRC, who <laughs> was my team at ETLC State. That's the only Giant player I like is DRC because he's my boy. But besides that, there are 6-3, and three, man, behind my Cowboys, keeping the Cowboys uh, honest because they can push Chicago and Cleveland. So the Cowboys have to be – the Ravens and Washington stay ahead of those because the Giants beat them in week one. Dallas and Chance Williams was an idiot. So, so there you go. So, <laughs> do you feel like the Giants can overstep the Cowboys or the, or the Cowboys have such a role going that they'll win the division no matter what? Them, the Giants had this, this little soft spot and schedule with Cleveland and Chicago, where I call homecoming back to back weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I mean, I, the Giants roll over the Bears and they roll over Cleveland. That gets them to eight and three, uh, but then they start their rough, the rough patch of the schedule. They go at Pittsburgh and then they host the Cowboys. Uh, so I mean, at eight and three, they're in good standing, but they start to play a tough part of the schedule in the second half. Uh, I think Dallas has it all the way. I think that they're all healthy and all in tune. I don't see anyone in the division catching Dallas, but the Giants could get themselves in position for for a very good wild card spot. You know, and, and no shame in that because we always seen in the past. As long as the Giants get in the playoffs, anything can happen with them. You're right. And now, Bone, and finally, the defense where they spend all that money on is showing up. I mean, I, I saw Vernon get some sacks, JPP get some sacks. I saw Landon Collins doing his thing out there. Uh, I saw some progress of the Giants' defense. I saw some things going down. So, is finally what Jerry Reese paid for? Is his investment paying off in your mind so far? Or is that fool's goal because the, the Bengals really ain't that good? I will say that I don't think any defense is worth $200 million upgrade, but I will say that Jerry said wisely because uh, if you go beyond the stats as far as sacks and everything, I think the way that Vernon and DPP are playing the run has an outstanding. And those two guys have set the edge on defense against the run and has allowed their back, their back seven to get back there and, and, and secondary and flood things. And like I said, Collins is probably right now the best city in the NFL right now playing-wise. He is right now amazing as far as, as, far as what he's doing. Uh, you know, interceptions and, and sacks and tackles, and he's back in front of center fields. He is, he has been very good. Uh, so as far as the, the upgrade, as far as, as far as mon- uh, the upgrade monetarily, I'm not sure if they get money's worth. 
But what Jerry has done has put a very solid defense that they'll need to get going going forward because you know, I mean, like I said, they, they play Dallas again, and, and and they need they need to have that defense on point to chase Dallas. Yes, and Bone, are you shocked that the Atlanta Hawks are the top team in the uh, Eastern Conference right now? I know I'm shocked when you have a certain center who wants to shoot threes now, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, like that, you that, that is shocking. Yeah, I can't believe that the Hawks right now, because I when I did my 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 preseason list, I had Atlanta probably around seven, six seed. I I couldn't see them surpassing these other teams, but you know what? They they beat Cleveland, and, and that was a big win. And 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 their center has been playing pretty well. Even though you know I'm not really a fan of his style of play, he has been playing pretty well when he's on the floor, and the point guard Schroeder has been amazing. So I I, th- I, I am shocked by this, uh, but then again they have a great coaching staff down there with, with Bud. So I, I mean I'm impressed. And the Knicks, I, I mean, can we get Phil to stay upstairs? I mean he's trying to kind of put that cloud of triangle on Horn on sick. I feel like he's not being fair to jump on a sick. I mean, that's not what he runs. And the guys on your roster are not triangle guys. I feel like he's trying to force it down their throats. And I feel like he should stay out of it. Quit trying to coach. Let's be the, the, the GM and let Jeff coach the team and run pick and roll with the guys you have who are pick and roll guys. That's what they are. Accordingly, the spot shooter yeah. in the corner. So do you feel like the Knicks <laughs> would be better once Phil just lets the triangle crap go? I don't know if Phil will ever leave the triangle go because it's it's in his blood. It's been in his blood since the, since the, the player for Knicks in the seventies. Uh, but I, I don't I don't know if it's still a good fit just yet. I think Jeff's trying to find his way through things uh, because you know it's a new roster. It's, it's ten new players. It's a new system that he's trying to formulate. And you know, and we've seen Jeff in Phoenix. His his um, offense is is up tempo. It's sometimes three guards, which we've seen now late in late in games with with, uh, with Holiday and, and Rose and Jennings. It's an up tempo pick and roll type thing where he actually has guards setting screens, you know, for 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 Stapps and Mello. It's an intriguing offense. If Phil lets it go and lets Jeff do his thing, this offense can take off. Now, I don't know if Phil can 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 do that full time and and let Jeff you know, do his thing, but if Phil does and lets Jeff go. He has the horses and the pieces in place to have an offense that will be a, a, a top eight, a top eight uh, offense. I'm looking forward to January for December 26 when the Knicks come to town. I'm looking forward to the Knicks coming to Atlanta. <laughs> I can't wait for that game. I just can't wait. Yeah, I'm gonna... I, I think I'm going to see. I'm going to see your guy. Uh, I think Sunday. They, they, I think they come here Sunday, so I'll see him. Oh, my favorite center. <laughs> 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 My favorite Atlanta Hawk player. <laughs> I, I'm still thinking if I should give you a shout out in the locker room. Uh, no, <laughs> that might get your credential revoked. <laughs> <laughs> he might request the your credentials revoked this next. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> man, that's some good stuff there, ball. That's good. That's good stuff for ball right there, people. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> it threw me off for a second with that one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't get my this question out. You know, threw me off, man. That's, that's good, Bo. You threw me off my game for a second there. That's good stuff, man. So, 
looking at this, and looking at what Phil just said about LeBron James and the posse thing, do you feel like that's a little bit LeBron been too sensitive? Or Phil should have chosen a different, different term of words because we know in terms of the African American community that posse, you know, clique, home, uh, it, it's always it's kind of touchy when a a non African American says those things about each other or a group of African Americans. So, you think Phil should have kept those out of LeBron's business, not saying anything at all, or chose a different set of words and wouldn't have been as bad, or, or what's your feeling about this situation with Phil and LeBron, how LeBron says they don't respect Philly anymore after that comment? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation because what Phil was trying to do was trying to tweak Pat Riley, and it came off in the end where he actually tweaked LeBron some too. Now, I don't know what the problem with Phil has with LeBron, but there's always been an undercurrent where Phil kind of he, – he throws shade at LeBron sometimes, time to time. And I never understood why. Uh, because LeBron is a perfect triangle-type offensive player. If LeBron, if LeBron played for Phil in Chicago or L.A., he would be the ultimate triangle-type offensive player because he has the skill set to do it. Now, I, I, the, the whole posse thing – uh, I don't think that it was racially charged on Phil. I think it was just a, a little bit of Phil running his mouth. Uh, I think more than anything else, though, that he was trying to throw shade at Maverick Carter as far as a businessman. Uh, I don't think he, I don't think Phil takes LeBron's team seriously, even though they are a conglomerate. I mean, I, I mean, Team LeBron is a conglomerate. They are they are walking uh, business. So I think what Phil's trying to do is trying to throw shade at Maverick in that way. I don't think it racially charged. I don't think Phil's that kind of guy. But I, I understand where LeBron was coming from as far as as far as being that way because you know what? An old white guy in the seventies saying, you know, posse, I mean it could have some kind of connotation to it, I'm sure. Uh Stan Van Gundy said the same thing that he, that he said it before, you know, in the nineties where it was a big word to use. Remember Alan Iverson, his posse, everyone was saying posse back then with Ian Iverson, his entourage but I don't think that Phil was doing it or recently charged it. I think he was just doing it born out of throwing shade towards the businessmen that that are in charge of LeBron's team. Bone, I think with the current climate in America, everything a little bit heightened right now. You know, every little thing might get misconstrued exactly. right now with the heightened. You know what? I ain't going to lie. When Van Gundy went on his rant in Popovich, I laughed. I just shouldn't have been laughing, but... <laughs> I'm gonna say I enjoyed it. It's like I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know? you know? oh, yeah, I, I, I assure you. As you said, this, right now in today's climate and, and everyone, everyone now is tense. Everyone is on edge. So I, I think Phil will you know, probably take it back if he could. And it's funny because we asked Melo about that next day, and Melo's like, first of all, I don't understand why Phil is so about LeBron anyway, because you know, because we haven't played them yet. So I don't understand why LeBron is, is, is even in his mouth. So I agree with Melo. I mean, if you're Phil, why are you trying to poke the bear? Why are you trying to show disrespect to, to LeBron for no apparent reason? So, I mean, it, it, it's a tough subject. It's funny how the next day of practice, no Knicks player wanted to even talk about it or address it. Melo is the only guy that actually talked about it, and he put it in a very, in, in a very good light. Now, Bob, I'm going to share this with you in the air, man. The other week, you know, I do a, you know, I do a show in multiple towns. I do shows in multiple cities in Atlanta. One of these towns, I got a call in the – a guy who we call him by our team told me that he don't have me deported. <laughs> I was like, for real? <laughs> I'm like, I was like, this is a sports talk show. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't like you, you little boss. Whatever you are, I'm going to show you the boss. I'm going to deport you. I'm going to have you deported, you little boss, whatever you are. Like, what is this, what is this dude talking about? 
So last time, I was like, for real? I never knew that basketball type of tournaments are getting deported until last week. <laughs> so, folks, that's Rain time. Exactly. So, Bone, before you go, man, what's the what? What you got brewing up there about New York? What what articles you get you working on? Knicks beats. Talk to us. What you got going? So we can kind of keep up with you, man. Yeah, well, I, I will be working on, on Knicks this weekend. Uh, thankfully, the Jets are on a bye, so now I get to be a football fan all Sunday and just relax a little bit and watching games. But I will be doing some, some work with the Knicks uh, upcoming practices, and you can find me uh, at, at, at T Bone H on Twitter. And you can also find me on Facebook.com slash T-Bone8Sports. And you can also just read my work at, uh, at Metro.us. No doubt, folks. That was your Boston Bowl, Civic Bone. That was great, man. I'll tell you, man. Hey, we might need to get free. We got to get this thing back going, man. This is some good material. Let's go get this away. This is good material for the people <laughs> who run the radio, man. For real, man. So, man, yeah. you be it, Hey, Bob, remember the Boston Pools, how funny they were, man? Those crazy stories we should do. That was crazy. You talk, <laughs> your stories <laughs> was off the chain, brother. Man, Bob, you the best, man. Thank you always, brother. We can't wait to do it again with you real soon, man. Man, anytime, and I'll make sure I'll tell a certain center hello for you. <laughs> All right, please do. Folks, that's Tony T with the Boss Man Show. So shout out to my favorite center this weekend, folks. Hope you're okay. Folks, this has been the Boss Man Bone segment, man. Coming up next is the Boss Report after the break, people. Hold tight. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com. Consulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. 
Check them out today. True Speech, Anthony Wimpley Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. for you. We ain't heard him in a while, so they get him on the show, heading to Memphis to cover the grid this weekend, so why not bring him back? The mayor of mugshots, J.C. Smith, Cowboys 8-1-2, time to celebrate, throw up our X's, 8-1, baby. What's good, bro? Guess who's the Zach? What's up, man, boss, man? We in here, baby, Cowboys 8-1. We served some haters yesterday up in Pittsburgh, man. Love it. You know what I'm saying, man? We're doing big things, man. Hell, my, my theory is, boss, if the Cubs can win the World Series, if Trump can be the president, damn it, why not the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year? Exactly. Make the NFL great again, right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. Exactly. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the boss report. First story, bro, is this. Georgia woman arrested after kicking karaoke DJ dressed as an evil clown at a sports bar after he didn't play the song she requested and give her his number. Wow. I have a lot of layers. A lot of layers to the story. Now, as far as the karaoke bar, of course, you know, we're doing our thing, much on Friday. And now we got a new spot on Saturdays now called Clicks. You know what I'm saying? So we probably Friday and Saturday night. But I digress. Back to the story, though. You know what? Folks be getting kind of riled up when they don't get their song played that they signed up for. I've noticed it also, man, to the point where they mad, they need looking, like they want to do something to you, right? But you say my man, the DJ, was dressed up in an evil clown costume? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So... So, so basically, so we know she, we know she was lit. All right, she was drunk. All right, so, so basically, so she tried to. You said she tried to kick him, kick him in the nuts. What, what happened? To yeah, him? yeah, she kicked him in the nuts. Uh, she sure did. Oh, okay. All right, all right, okay. Yeah, and then also, dude didn't give her his number. Yeah, but how she know how he looks to be a clown? Man, I guess she has things for clowns, bro. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That was, that was her thing, man. People, people are weird these days, man. So, that was my thing. This was an evil clown. I don't know how he looks underneath the suit. Or maybe you know it from being around town or something, but still, like for real. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, that's, that's like a Florida story. It was Georgia, huh? It was Georgia. Wow. Now. That's crazy. You mentioned Florida. Here they are. Just as you requested, Florida man arrested after dressing 13-foot alligator in a novelty top hat and sunglasses for Halloween. Wait a minute, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? Alright, this is a real live alligator? Yes, a live one, yes. 
wow, that's creative though. So he dressed the alligator top hat. It's a Halloween. Halloween. It was just like killing the, the strolling the alligator, you know, down that down the neighborhood, right? Yes, on the oh, leash. Oh wow. Hey man, that's straight up Florida right there, man. That's it's actually kind of creative man, when you think about it. Like there is nobody in the world that probably ever thought of doing that much. Exactly. Like, and they pulled it off, yeah. So I wouldn't even rest dude for that, man. I, I would gave him, I would gave him cool points for just doing something that old, that creative, man. Well, you know this is that's yeah. I mean, just think about it. Uh, I get it on a leash. They're not tame animals, so how do you pull off the leash part? Not the thing biting off the leash and getting away. So I'm trying to figure probably, out how this works. It probably had, yeah, it probably had mouth taped up. You know, when you think about it, they had mouth taped up. But still, that's crazy. Like, you saw that, you know, you just, like, walking down the street, you saw something like that. It's going to make you stop, first of all. And then you're going to take a picture of it, man, and share it on social media because you never seen anything like that, man. Exactly. And this something we got to be careful about is men. Here we go. Mouth mugger arrested after stealing wallet and top after topping off man's oil stick like she worked at Jiffy Lube, if you catch my drift. Wow, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, man, you know, after a good, uh, good lube job, you know, you know, you're not in your right state of mind, man, so, exactly. you know, you, you dazed and confused, and, you know, you can, you can get, you can get got, you know? Oh, doc, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's happened to many, many a guys, man. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in a very, very uh, subdued state, yeah, if, 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 uh, if I can say that, yeah. Yes, very subdued state, yeah. Yeah, 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 man. We're not in our right mind, right, you know, at that, at that point in time, man. Well, Florida man is arrested after robbing Walmart Bank full refund after he couldn't see out of glasses he bought at the Walmart Optical. <laughs> Alright. See, man, this, this is stupid. So, Alright. So what you telling me is... <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. Now, you... When you tell these stories, it's almost like they're so complex, though, man. So you got to peel back the layers of it. All right. So, dude, you say he robbed the Walmart office store. Oh, no, he robbed it. He robbed it for a refund. Re- uh, he, he robbed the Walmart bank. You know how they had the Mexican Walmarts? Yeah. He robbed yeah. the Walmart bank for a full refund after he couldn't see out of the glasses he bought at the Walmart office. How much was How much were the glasses? <laughs> 419. Oh, get out of here, bud. Like, literally, like, if somebody, if I was working at the Walmart bank, right, that dude came up to me talking about and, and wrote a note, hey, I'm robbing the bank for $4.19. So Don't talk about four nineteen, like $400, nineteen, nine, four nineteen, hundred. Yeah, 419 Yeah. Oh. Oh, I thought you said $4.19, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, and $419. Thinking, Oh, okay, dog. It was what I was nineteen cent. And somebody tried to come rob me. I'm like, come oh, man. I have to reach my pocket, man. Man, you know, take your change. Get the hell up out of here, man. But you talking four hundred dollars though? All right, it's different. That's different, man. All right, I ain't no glasses cost that much at Walmart. Exactly. 
Exactly. I don't shock people actually go into Walmart obstacle. Like, why would you even yeah, go get I, you some I, great value I had glasses? No idea. Or, uh, I'm or, thinking. Equate glasses. Why would you? Yeah, I'm thinking the most expensive glasses were probably like a, a pair of blue blockers or something like that in Walmart. They still, they still sell blue blockers. I think they do. Yeah, those was the joint. That was, that was the glasses back in the day, back in the 90s. Everybody had a pair of blue blockers, man. So Florida man doing what Florida man does and never going to China. I finesse. Chinese woman arrested after getting her 20 boyfriends to buy her 20 iPhone 7s, selling phones, and buying her a house, and getting pregnant by the doorman. The hell? <laughs> okay. Hi. First of all, this is China. I she had 20 boyfriends, mine, and they each bought an iPhone 7. Okay. Alright. Man, she must have had some good on her, bro. For these cats, they be going out and buying an iPhone 7s, though? Surprised they didn't burn up on her. She got burned up by Man. For real, man. You know, she had some good egg rolls or something, man. Oh, yeah. Chinese fried rice on her or something, bro. But everybody wild out like that, man. You can't even get an iPhone 3G, 3GS about a new. Hell, let alone the iPhone 7. So, hey, what power to her, man? She, 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 she pimping, man. She, she, uh, she a hustler by her. No doubt. And Florida man is arrested for throwing citrus fruits and golf balls at passing cars from atop freeway billboards. It's a grown man doing that. Yeah, it's a grown man. Yes. Nah, man. He, he needs his ass whooped, man. You grown. What the hell are you up there <laughs> throwing beer bottles and, and, and what have you down at cars and stuff? Man, you supposed to be working somewhere, man. Or that's something the kids do. Middle school, high school. You a grown ass man. You need your ass whooped. Like, for real. He probably play Pokemon Go to you. <laughs> probably does. Yeah, man. And I'm glad that's, that's died down, is. too. Hey, I know, right? You know how I felt. You know how I felt about Pokemon Go, man. But the dude you described, he probably does the mannequin challenge all by himself. He's the only one doing the mannequin challenge in the video. That's, like, that's the type of loser we're dealing with right here. Exactly. Well, this man made top him. Ohio men arrested trying to get his freak on with a van and a stop sign. Okay. I right, what you tell me is... He wasn't trying to get his freak on with a, with a uh, lady or uh, animal, <laughs> but he was trying to get a freak on with, with the van. And a stop sign as well. And a stop sign. So, like, he, like, stick his thing in the tailpipe, or, like, how did that work? He stuck it in the gas, the gas hole. Okay. And then he tried to stick All this right. thing in between them holes and stop sign, which I don't know why you would try that, but okay. Hey, man, cocaine's a hell of a drug, man. You know, sprinkling a little crystal meth, you know, it make you want to get your gas up. Your gas ain't pregnant, man. <laughs> exactly. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, this story's really complex. I'm warning you, it's complex. Florida man arrested after leaving three baby gators. A puppy, a rabbit, 
assorted fish and a six-month-old baby in the hot car while he got his quick session in with friend benefits saying, quote, I thought they would hold my baby son down. <laughs> you making this up, right? That's not a real story, bro. That's a real story, bro. You can't be life, man. That is not a real story. Yep, it is. Fresh off the presses today. <laughs> <laughs> it happened on Sunday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, man. So, this man had a damn zoom <laughs> in the car along with a baby. Yeah. Three baby gators, a puppy, a rabbit, a sweaty fish, and a six-month-old baby in a hard car where he got his quick session on with a friend of benefits and quote, I thought they would hold my baby son down. Right. Lord, I'm telling you, man, especially after this election that we just had, man, don't even get me started on that, but like, if we could just take a big saw, right, and just cut off Florida, man. Right, Make them an island until they say Yeah. Have their own peninsula, man. Just cut them off, man. For real. Let's take everybody take a big saw and we're gonna start like right there. What, what's that with the border mark? Like Georgia, right, right, Alabama. Right Jackson, yeah. All right, you got you know you got Tallahassee, Jacksonville. Anything below Jacksonville, we gonna cut off. <laughs> Anything past Jacksonville, we gonna just cut off and just let it float in the Atlantic Ocean, man. Like it's a wrap, man. I can't deal with Florida anymore. Though. I'm through with it. <laughs> we'll get this Canadian couple. Dressing skeleton gear, arrested after robbing 13 grocery stores and being caught smashing inside of an empty stock truck, listening to Future. Hey man, hey Future, he, 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 he had an effect on people, man. You know, you know, especially that dirty sprite too. You know, it makes you think about doing some crazy stuff like that, man. If you on that lean, you on that dirty sprite. But uh, say with dressing skeleton man. That kind of, that, that would be scary though, because that kind of reminds me. Do you remember the movie Karate Kid, the I original sure, Karate Kid? I sure do. All right, you remember when Daniel's son? Uh, he did something to old boy in the bathroom. He, he did something to Johnny in the bathroom, and Johnny and them and his boys were chasing him. They had the skeleton mask on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, like yeah, yeah, man. Seeing folks with skeleton masks, oh, it's not, it's not natural, man. It'll do something to you, bro. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll be a little shook too if I saw especially two two folks coming in and skeleton man trying to rob me, man. I'm thinking, hey, let's do some karate kids trying to beat me up or something, man. Well, we got something else for you here. Florida woman arrested after leaving animals inside a hot car while she topped off her friend behind Taco Bell. Why is everybody getting done with Florida, man? Like, what is going on? Folks are getting and giving done in Florida. <laughs> In the most extreme cases, situations. Exactly. Man. Is the dome just better for us? I mean, like, what, what's, what's going on, man? I mean, I have had some, some dome from Florida. Uh, it's pretty enjoyable, I must say. Is the, was the Florida dome better than the Georgia and the Tennessee dome? Florida Georgia Dome. <laughs> <laughs> I went ready to FGT. How about that? All right, man. Can't go wrong with the Georgia Dome. 
Wow. Okay. That's what's up, man. Yeah, that was Florida wilding, man. Like, man, I'm supposed to be around in Miami next year, dog. You know, I want to go, man. Like, it's going to be, I feel like if I go to Miami next year, you in, in June,
good luck with this one. Florida crazy. Convicted felon. Bites off his boyfriend's ear and junk. Also, Mike Tyson bleep because, quote, he told him he wasn't going to be the same way he was anymore and go to it the way he should be. If you catch my drift. Oh, so what you're saying is that he had been delivered <laughs> and he likes he likes women's now, huh? Okay. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. Okay. Yeah, man. I don't care if you straight, gay, male, female. There should never be any biting of the junk. Like, don't oh man. Oh, Oh man, and then like first like they did do here, my guys there, I did so. Man, pause all that, man. Pause that, man. Like, I can't even comment on none of that, man. Pause that whole entire story, man. <laughs> well, we had our last story tonight. Here you go. This one will be good for you. Arizona man arrested after shooting his dog with a BB gun for taking his last beer off the table and drinking it, saying, quote, he knew better. He bleeping knew better. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> he shot the dog with a BB gun? Yes. Saying, quote, he knew better. He bleeping knew better. Everybody <laughs> must have had <laughs> some, uh, Kill white Hennessy, this <laughs> man. You know, bro. When you go to Mexico, right? And and we you know if dudes come back with the pure white Hennessy. Why they act like they making drug sales, man? Drug deals, pure white Hennessy, bro. Like they got they they, they moving cheese with pure white Hennessy now, man. Wow, for real, man. Yeah, like, but, but yeah, but dude, uh, shoot a dog like that, man. Either it had to be. Pure white Hennessy or the mango to rock, man. That mango to rock is, is kind of nice, bro. Yeah, it's, he must have done something. <laughs> Blast the dog like that. <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm thinking about? What prompted the dog to drink the beer? Take up the table and drink it. I wonder what prompted the dog to do it. I wonder. Man, he smelled, he smelled that pure white Hennessy, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, tell you, like, it's, it's serious out here, man. Like, the new cocaine, the new cocaine is pure white Hennessy, bro. Alright? I'm telling you, man. Pure white Hennessy, man. I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm going to Mexico in a couple months, man. You want you want a few cases, bro? I sure do. Alright, man. It's gonna cost you 17.5, man. <laughs> 17.5. Hey, bro, case, bro. You better get up before that wall get built, if you know what I mean. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, <laughs> man. This is uh now Trump's America. <laughs> and, hey, man. All we can do is just Man, just, just pray and just hope for the best, bro. Exactly. Well, bro, what is your take on this week's Boston Report, man, and what you have heard? Man, I learned that, hey, Florida is crazy as we all, we always knew, but apparently the best dome is in Florida, man, you know? You know what I'm saying? So I still say we need to annex ourselves from the state of Florida. But before we do, I think everybody should go out there and experience how great the dome is. Exactly. And uh, the, how Florida has made Gators a part of natural life as well. You know? <laughs> there you go, man. You know what I'm saying? Go out there and get some good dome, come back, and we'll pay alligator. Hey, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Well, bro, you just.
just share with a little bit what you got going on in Mud Shots. How about the new spots you got on Saturday nights, man? What am I going to experience this week when I come down to Memphis, man? Hey, man, we, we got two nights, man. You know, karaoke, karaoke so nice, we got to do it twice, man. Got Friday night, Mud Shots. Now, you know, we still popping two years running. You know what I'm saying? Over there at Mud Shots. And now Saturday night, man, we just started this past weekend over there at Clicks, man. You know, Clicks is a uh, national chain of uh, a billiards, uh, the pool hall. Uh, Clicks is there. So they called us, man. They wanted to come out. So we did our first night there. So, man, we got Friday night popping, Saturday night popping. If you're ever in the city and you need something to do, holler at your boy. Now you see, I got you, man. I got, I got Friday night. I got Saturday night. Hell, I might even have a Sunday night for you. Holler at me, man. I'm the mayor. I run this town. No doubt, well, folks. It's the Lost Boy and the Lost Man Show. And if you don't know, now you know, you know. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com. Consulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it.